Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be discussing this week, my bruv? Ryan, on this week's episode, we are going to welcome in a brand new country into the Menendez family, whether they like it or not. Bienvenidos. And... We get down to the bottom of who invented the cloud so you may rant to your heart's content, <laughs> Ryan. What about you? This week, I am going to rant and the karaoke song most likely to get you killed, plus a serial killer themed installment of But Did You Die? So let's get into it. New Orleans, I've been inside you. I mean, you were there. Oh, God, yes. We Eiffel yes. Towered the French Quarter. Uh, See what I did? Yeah, that was okay. That, that was pretty good. I, I, I was excited when I thought of it. It was it was dirty, but it was kind of witty. So good for you for mar you. marrying those two things. Much like New Orleans. Uh, that's actually <laughs> very true. Now, very true. New Orleans is one of these mystical places that when you tell somebody Hey, I'm going to New Orleans. What do they say? Um, I don't know. They they say have a good time. Uh, see, what I've encountered is New Orleans. I love New Orleans. New Orleans yeah. is magical. I that place is crazy, and I had an interesting experience with New Orleans. I, the thing is, and I don't want to keep anybody from going. I used to be that guy. I used to be the guy that said New Orleans was one of my favorite cities in the world. I would talk it up to anybody and everybody. And being here in Florida, it's such an easy trip, you know, right? You know, generally speaking. It was like a two hour flight. If that. Yeah. 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 It was very, very simple. Couldn't see the end of my movie. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we do a loop, please? Yeah. Just, just one more time around the block. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and now after this last experience, I had, a, I did have fun, but it's just one of these cities that has fallen into such disrespair uh, into such disrepair and in certain aspects dire straits that there were parts there where I was like a little worried like just walking around I'm in danger <laughs> exactly well here's the thing number one when somebody says how is your vacation and then you say something negative you're an asshole you sure. know what I mean and I don't mean you're an asshole I just mean that people are uh it, it, you're like, okay, well, okay, why are you telling me this? Mm -hmm. It's really hard to come back from a vacation because everybody wants to go on vacation with something negative to say. But I don't know if it was Katrina. I don't know if it's just the gap between the people with and the people without that is happening right now in this country. I don't know if it's all of these things put together. Little A, little B. But there is severe poverty going on in new orleans in a way that i've been in third world countries and not seen poverty like that yeah yeah and it's it's just the way that the the people who are in need of help are like boom right there in your face the moment that you walk out the door in the morning uh you are confronted with people who are in dire straits yeah 
Yeah. It's, sir, it is 9.15 in the morning, and I see you chugging that glass of wine. <laughs> what is happening <laughs> that, right now? That guy chugging that glass of wine really did a number on you, right? For sure. Yeah. And, and you know what it was more than anything else? It was the efficiency in which he did it. That man has put some time. That was not his first rodeo. No. Yeah, well, you know what they say, 10,000 hours makes you a master. Absolutely. We were in a liquor store, of which there are many to choose from. Yeah. There's, I. What do you think the ratio in New Orleans of... Of liquor stores to public parks are oh oh it's it's a thousand to one <laughs> because i saw liquor many stores by the way yeah, yeah many many liquor stores we saw one public park Somebody while we were there throw me a fucking tree around <laughs> here can we get a tree it's a lot of gray anywhere a lot of gray there is there's, there's a, a lot of, of there's there's a lot of city to be had there and here's mm-hmm. my biggest recollection okay number one i have never been flicked off flicked off or flipped off this is my second time saying this. it's both you okay can say either i've never been flipped off more by strangers than i have in new orleans yes yeah, yeah th- there was a lot of middle fingers i yeah. realize uh this is a growth on my part i've kind of become desensitized to the idea of a middle finger not me i'm going i'm going the opposite direction <laughs> i don't care at all nah. one of them was even very witty it was very good what he did witty i think it's like saying like oh ted bundy is hot for a serial killer i think that you're grading on a line witty yeah yeah. 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 Yes. We're talking about a homeless person flicking me off <laughs> within the general <laughs> confines of that conversation. It was witty. And and he said to you, he said he screamed from across the street, right. picking us. There's a lot of people yeah. in New Orleans. Sure. He singled our trio out yeah. and screamed from across the street. Hey, you dropped this while holding up his middle a, finger, a lone finger in the middle of his hand. And it was a strong middle finger. Yeah. That middle finger Again, has gotten some exercise. 10,000 hours. Yeah. Am I right? And I mean him by holding it up. Not that he's like finger banging people. <laughs> well, you don't know what he's doing. That's true. He could be the coolest homeless person out there. Now, this is where I guess I'm connecting things that maybe don't exist. But where I believe the tension is this. You have extreme poverty, maybe by design, maybe not. Depends upon who you're asking. Mm-hmm. You have drinking laws that are like the Wild West. Yeah, calling them laws is being generous. Right. A lack of laws is a law, isn't it? You, you <laughs> to can, a certain degree. I assume you could drink standing in line to check out a book at the library. Could I? Do I have that wrong? I would think so, yeah. And yeah, yeah. three, the extreme heat. Have we done this on the show before? The, the correlation between heat and people ask, a- acting crazy? Because not unlike, you know, leaded gasoline, I bet there's a connection there. Well, I related, and that's a good week in review. I related more to uh, traffic in a city like Miami, where traffic becomes worse and worse and worse. You will see the tension sure. rise and rise and rise because this is an, a frustration, a very severe frustration yes. put in people's lives on a daily basis. Heat, I think, in a very similar way, yes. does the same thing. It just you're 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 experiencing all the same problems, but your balls are stuck to your leg, and you just want to die. I can't waddle everywhere. Sure, pick me up. I I, I can't even imagine what that's like. Anyway, nonetheless, so you have this extreme poverty with all of these frustrating factors that I completely understand. And I assume this doesn't have to be said, but we have nothing but the most... Our heart goes out to these people. We are not anti-homeless people, of course, or the unhoused or however you're supposed to say it. Mm -hmm. You have this extreme poverty pushed up against extreme poverty. 
partying. So here I am sleeping. I literally saw somebody using their tennis shoes as a pillow. Yeah. And then one foot away is somebody drinking a, a three yard long frozen fucking strawberry daiquiri. Hey, you dropped this. Fuck you, man. Yep. And I understand those tensions. And I, my heart goes out to those people. Also, I was very afraid at many times. And I, you know what? My fear to safety ratio was was very askew for a vacation that I, I prefer. Without a doubt. And, and and the thing is, is that these people, not only are they homeless, and not only do you have all this partying around around them, but I would assume- yeah, celebrating. Yeah, and I think it's fair to say that these homeless people are from there. They are, they are locals to that area. You don't think that people migrate to go to a warmer climate? Regardless of the fact- they live in that city. One hundred percent. Whether they're homeless Where or they not, came from, yeah. They live in that city, and not only do you have all these people partying around you, but the partying has gotten so extensive and so much that all the businesses, all the buildings around you in your fucking city, say unless you purchase something, which you are not able to do because you don't have money, you're not allowed in. Yeah, stay so, outside. So in now, heat. now you're in ninety-five degree weather, and you can't even find uh, uh, safety. And we've mentioned earlier. There are no trees. There is nowhere to go that is comfortable. And, and and again, it, uh, we're sorry for shitting on you, New Orleans. Welcome to the, the Menendez family. This is how we treat people with love. We're rooting for you, by the way. We are. People are drinking so hard that more than once we saw tourists. I'm not thinking about homeless people or unhoused. Please forgive me. I don't mean to be offensive to anyone. Could be unhoused tourists. Uh, uh, well, isn't that part of being a tourist? <laughs> it's true. I'm in someone else's house. <laughs> Straight up, passed out. Face down on the street, mm -hmm. in the, on the sidewalk, there are tourists lying literally with their noses on the pavement and people just stepping over them with their hand grenades or whatever they're doing, which is a drink, not yeah. an actual hand grenade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just in case you're wondering how we would all react in the case of a zombie apocalypse, just know everybody would be pushing down each other. 100%. Yeah. And I'd be drinking some giant drink that's going to make, you know, give me the Dariara. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be hard to run. I did enjoy the murder museum though. And that's not a, that's not a, some sort of, you know, me joking about something. We really went to a museum that was based off of killing throughout the ages. For sure. And we've talked about the negative. Let's drop in some highlights here a little I bit. I may have been standing a foot away from a John Wayne Gacy original painting. I'm not sure. No, I don't think it was original. We can review just in case, but I looked it up while we were there. And the last time anybody had seen the original of that painting, it was bought in a private auction. And I believe it said like Finland or Norway. Oh, okay. So, so I'm not sure, but I think it was just a, co right, well, a, a, a copy of it. Finding that out. It just, and, and would you want to be near that? And, I, I, and now that I've, I've learned this information, this is just a complete <laughs> fuck you to New Orleans. I don't know if it's, if it's, this is full kook shit, but would you want to be near something that John Wayne Gacy has created? I would want to be near it and then leave. I would not want it in my house. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So uh, if you guys have anything that John Wayne Gacy created, please go ahead and send it in. My name is Ryan. My name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between, and a good afternoon to you, my young brother Menendez. Hello, sir. Hello, Tyler. And this week, big week, we were in New Orleans, and what happened when we were in New Orleans? We got drunk. 
Yeah, but yeah, but we 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 do that here too. It was Tyler's birthday. Oh yeah, that happened too. Happy birthday to you. Been a while on that one. Ah, I love that sound I, so much. I know much. you do, buddy. I, I know you it. do. Happy birthday, Tyler. Thirty-five años, mm-hmm. which is very close to anus in Spanish, which could also be true. I don't know how you celebrate. Well, it. well, anus in in English. I can't imagine anus sounds like anus in Spanish. No, so so years in Spanish, años. Uh huh. Anus in Spanish, anos. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. You just blew my mind. All about the enya and my anus. Ty- <laughs> That's coming later, <laughs> and so am I, Tyler. Um, let's start. Where this show is often, where I don't understand things and you explain it to me from the position of a younger, smarter person than I, Mark Zuckerberg. Mm -hmm. Heard of him? I have. Okay. Elon Musk. Heard of him? Hard to get away from either of those names. Sure. They own social media platforms, Tyler. They do. And they are now bumping into one another, uh, let's say almost like a, a cage fight mm-hmm. of social media proportions. What do you know about threads? Well, first of all, let me just say, fuck you, Elon Musk, for making me root for Zuckerberg. I cannot believe you have me in a position where I am hoping Mark motherfucking Zuckerberg wins. The, the robotic lesser of two evils. It's horseshit. Isn't that crazy? It's so unfair. And, 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 and again, we're we're, di- we're going off into the ditch here, but it was but a couple of years ago where Elon Musk was on Rick and Morty, I think. Elon Tusk, he was, yes. he was fun and he was like uh, Tony Stark and, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's, he's transmogrified into what? Well, he went from... Uh, we're taking uh, cars and we're we're bringing them into the future with electricity, and then we're taking spaceships and we're bringing those into the we're future gonna, with reusability. We're going to put a tunnel under Florida, and you're going to be in Orlando in 16 <laughs> minutes. Exactly. And then, oh, we're going to get people on Mars by 2026. Just he was literally dragging our culture and our society into the future with his direction, with the, the direction that he took these companies. He was in. like a fun billionaire. He so was like, fun. oh, look, this guy gets it. He's one of us. And he was, but in, it turns out he's one of them. And he was an innovator. Yeah. And he was, he was somebody who heralded this change into the future that we all thought, uh, thought of like, well, we'll give you our, give us our self-driving cars, give us our landing on Mars and having a colony. And, and, and again, you're way more in touch with this stuff than I am. And that's why I use you as a resource. It wasn't just all the innovation because there's a lot of inventors. It was like, he gets us like this guy. He's one of us, right? Like I know I just said that, but I from far away because I tried to stay as disconnected from actual events as I can. So what, how did he change? How did he turn into this evil incarnate kind of guy? Well, he's always been rich because even, even before his daddy gave him his stuff, even, even before, uh, uh, PayPal, which I believe was his second, like that was his huge, um, uh, when he sold the company, the first one was his hair plugs. I don't think that's accurate. Did did wonders for him. Really, really made him look, you know, kind of like Steve Carell from season one to season two of the office. Hair plugs have really come a long way. Sure. They they have, they they have really much like boob jobs. They have really just figured that shit out. Early boob jobs were terrifying. Yeah. It it looked like your nipples were mad at each other. Like they were just lying on separate sides of the bed and they wouldn't look at each other. You know what I'm talking about? I believe this is body shaming. (laughs) Well, I think we're body shaming. 
If and if you have those, I'm sure you're right. You're right. If you have angry nipples, talk to them. Make them understand each other. Get a third one like that lady from Total Recall. Yeah, it's it's a uh, man. I I don't know. It, what has happened now is is Facebook has has started this new thing called uh, Facebook Threads. And and or maybe it's on Instagram. I forget how it works. It's a Twitter. It's, it's a Twitter clone. Copy. It's sure. a copy. And and first in the first couple of days, ten million people signed up. And oh, I saw I saw thirty million people. No, and I'm saying within the first week to two weeks, tens of millions yeah. of people. I think right now it's up to a hundred oh, million really? people. Wow. Yeah. 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 And and from what I've read, and I haven't uh, corroborated this, but it stands to reason where Twitter usage has just plummeted. Well, I, I the, what I know about Twitter, I I've I, I think I was on Twitter for like twenty minutes when we were trying to do it for the show. I've yeah. never browsed through Twitter. I've never uh, done anything other than just heard people talk about mm -hmm. it. And I know there have been other things that have been trying to do this. Blue sky. Um, which was started by that guy, Jack, who, you know, did... Anyway, there's been a bunch of people who have been trying to unseat Twitter ever since Elon bought it because mm -hmm. Twitter users don't like what it's become. And so this is the first real contender to it? Seemingly, yeah. And not only a contender, but but somebody, a uh, platform that is actively stealing tens of millions of users from Twitter, and now they're using this one. And I don't care about social media. I really think of it as a cancer on our society. But Agreed. also, I find myself rooting for, like you said, Mark Zuckerberg. Really, th what I find to be most interesting, at least what I find to be interesting in some way about this, is this tweet that Elon Musk sent out. And I would like your opinion on it, and then we can move on. It is infinitely preferable to be attacked by strangers on Twitter then indulge in the false happiness of hide the pain Instagram. What's your take on that? Um, I understand what he's trying to say, Me but too. At the, but at the same time, it just sounds like he's trying to take shots at Facebook uh, or meta the meta, I should say, um, without directly calling Zuckerberg like a piece of shit. Well, the idea that you're referencing the thing that you just paid forty four billion dollars for and saying, if you sign on to this you're going to be attacked by strangers mm -hmm. and using that as like your way to levy yourself. What are societal question? What's going on with us? Are we okay? Uh, first of all, no. Okay. Good. And, and good, good, second good, good. of all, you asked what happened uh, to Musk and I never truly answered the question. I, as I said, he's always been rich and I'm pretty sure that his family is involved in like an emerald mine in Africa or something like that. Mm -hmm. Some kind of mine. They invented so, apartheid. So they've always, I don't think they invented it. <laughs> they just capitalized they on it. it. Yeah. They capitalized on it. But I, I think what it is, is because, because even when he was doing the SpaceX and the Tesla and, and just as we were talking about just a few years ago when he was Elon Musk, he was somebody to be revered and, and cherished. He was super rich then. He was a billionaire. Yep. I think it's just the fame, like like as the fame grew and as he got all this attention, it warps the human mind. For it, sure. It, it, it changes the human brain. And it takes, it takes so much hard work to stay yourself in, in the face of all of that. And I think, you know, like with LeBron James, okay, I think the most interesting fact about him is not his you know, amount of points that he scored, his longevity where he didn't get injured. It's his ability to stay, at least from the outside looking in, yeah. seemingly normal with all of that pressure on him. I think when you take somebody who I'm just assuming what Elon Musk's 
social life was before mm-hmm. he became what he is and then give him all of that power, how could it not be a toxic, warping influence? Without a doubt. There, there, there really is no way. And you have to have uh, self-awareness to fight that, that kind of change off. And while he was somebody who was, you know, doing all these cool things, I never like took him for somebody who was self-aware, I guess. But I also don't know him personally. So. And what is the opposite of being self-aware? Being a white billionaire. Depression index. I'm not sure that's accurate. Do I, have I been reading the wrong newsletters? No one can't, you what? don't know this, what to do. Well, I do believe that being rich stops you from having to think about other people. Without a doubt. Being famous, these bubbles, nonetheless. What the Depression Index is, is a machine that we use to talk about our self uh, journeys, our, our mental health. Mm-hmm. We dress it up with a little music and we do it like this. Tyler, how was, was your week going, brother? Uh, pretty good, Ryan. Pretty good. Pretty. It's been a pretty neutral week. I, I started uh, acting classes. That's been a, a good time. We did our first class uh, last night, as a matter of fact. And, and we saw your, your acting partner in New Orleans. And we did. What the fuck? Which is so crazy. That's a million to one, I man. know, I know. How, More how, than that, probably. How, I don't know. What are the chances? And uh, and it was a lot of fun. The thing is, is it's like therapy, but that somebody just injected oh, act, bullshit? acting into... Yes, Ryan, bullshit. <laughs> no, it's just something that, that people that injected uh, acting into therapy that, that you use um, acting in. And it's been a fun experience. It it really is mentally not exhausting, but but strenuous. You know, you really got to dig down deep and touch into those traumas. And that's what acting is. It's using your own experiences to fill out another character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. And, and empathy of what would it be like if I was experiencing this? You got to draw on your own experiences, I assume. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it really, <laughs> our, yeah. Our, no, I, I laugh because our scene is from Pineapple Express. So it is really, really funny to have to break down in a very serious thought process. What is Seth Rogen's main objective here in this movie and the whole movie it's a stoner comedy sure but stupid comedies very often the best of them are very intelligent no absolutely and that's kind of the thing is that when we were doing this practice it really does break down like oh shit there is all this uh, under all these layers yeah. underneath so it's been a lot of fun pineapple layers. um pineapple layers and we did uh, our trip to new orleans and it's been just a good time awesome yeah so uh this week uh, no, no theme, no nothing like that. I'm just going to say I am at a number four. Spin that wheel, baby. One, hey. two, three, four. Ah, gross. All right, Tyler, get it up. For real, kind of. Sure. Uh, you know Why what? Not? I hear my theme this week. I have one sentence written down. It has a question mark at the end of it, which means I'm going to say it out loud and then make you do the work. Tyler, is it time in this world to redefine what a man is. And when I mean that, well, I'm not doing the whole Bud Light transgender thing. I was going to say, can women be men and men be women? If you ask me, yes. Okay. 100%. If you ask other people. Oh, no, no. I meant all of us. Let's go. If you're a man now, now you're a woman. Oh, we're like, if you're a woman now, now you're a man. Like shirts and skins, we're switching? <laughs> That's right. Oh, fuck. Put right. your shirts back on. Man, I wish I had done my push-ups. <laughs> um, I just think that there are these old, timey, ideas of what genders are supposed to bring to the table. And now that time has gone on, we've had so many advancements. Is it time to readjust some of that? 
I guess so. I mean, we have to look at when these, these things were, I've just never considered it. Uh, we we have to look at when these things were defined and we need to update our, our definition of everything. That's why I like, you know, we talk about like the constitution of America, which lays down a great foundation, but this was written by people 250 years ago. Maybe shouldn't we, instead of taking these, uh, these papers, these forms that were written hun literally hundreds of years ago and being like, hey, this applies perfectly to 2023, we should be taking just a second look at it and, and not being so staunch in our absolutism of it. Well, and that's that's the perfect idea where we are no longer hunters and gatherers. We are no longer doing these things where, hey, if you're a man, you're supposed to act like this and you're we're, we're all just people. And I think that right now is the time to, again, I mean, getting into gender uh, situations is a very, as a matter of fact, I was at family dinner and had an outbreak of some of this last night. Mm. Super awkward. Mm. And um, I think it's time that we need to start reevaluating. And I don't even mean to make it gender specific. It could just be who we are. It's time to start reevaluating some of these things and start wondering, is this working societally? And is this working for me in particular? Mm. And I'm just really trying to come up with a way that it's okay that I cry so often. Oh, yeah. So maybe um, you're a chick. You feel good? No, not really. Yeah, you feel good? And I went for the most demeaning female word I could think of. Chick. Maybe as, you're a chick. As if that would be a bad thing. And Tyler, you throw like a girl. This week, oh, I... How dare you? <laughs> I feel like I just insulted you in the, the sandlot. Uh, this week, I've had a pretty crazy week. I got to be honest, my mental balance has been way off. Mm. But I am proactively doing things a little different than I may have done them before and really fighting to uh, to to keep myself level to, to kind of in my insomnia is not helping this week Makes I sense. am at a seven baby one two three four five, six. Oh, there's too many seven seven oh my goodness ouchie make ouchie somebody send a social worker the moment you can somebody we need to do a, a home checkup we need to ask what's going on. We it, need to check in. You know what, Tyler? It's okay that I'm a seven. It's okay that I'm a seven. And what I'm really trying to do is, instead of just sinking into it and being like, I feel like shit, I'm going to get hammered tonight. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel like shit, and I know that I'm going to be all right, so I'm going to kind of hang out. Good. good and get you. hammered tonight. Oh, good. Good for you. And that is that segment. Mm. Tyler, you know what I want? I want to know about some people who have started listening to the show for the first time from a different geographic region than we're in right now. I think I can do that. Get a girl. Ooh, ooh, nice tuba. Drama. All right, let me guess. All right, so this is the national anthem mm -hmm. of a country that has just started listening to us, Austria. No, Ryan. Today, we say hello. Excuse me. We say hola to Argentina. Really? Oh, yeah. Not for a... Where are the castanets? <laughs> but you heard the tuba. That's true. Beautiful tuba. <laughs> I love a tuba. <laughs> Yes, we say hello to, we welcome in Argentina. We give a very warm hola. Give them an hola, Ryan. Hola. There you go. I, was, I did start good. Uh, with uh, Bienvenido. So you did? I, I got pretty close there. Would you like to hear a few interesting facts about this beautiful country, Ryan? 100. 
And I feel like I should slip in here while I, while I have the, uh, everybody's attention. Ryan and I promised that we were going to do a true crime segment last week. I took a, sec- a single week off and it just threw me into disarray. Totally forgot about it. I have let you down, audience. With, uh, please forgive me. With that being said, my segments are a little true crimey. So hopefully you can use that to your advantage. There you go. Well, first and foremost, let's discuss a unique custom of theirs. La Cuema del Diablo, or... Yes? Is that where they let all the Nazis in, evading capture? That was only one time. It's not a tradition. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think around Christmas time every year, they bring in a couple Nazis. <laughs> no, why, this, why, why was that in Argentina? They had no... You couldn't come take people from Argentina? Was yeah, that a, lot, a lot of the Nazis went to South, uh, South America just in general, but Argentina got a lot of them. Okay, forgive me for uh, derailing. No you. worries. Uh, it's also referred to as the burning of the devil. On December 8th each year in preparation for the Feast of the Immaculate Conception... Some Argentine neighborhoods and communities gather to burn effigies or representations of the devil. Wow. This tradition is believed to cleanse homes and neighborhoods of evil spirits and negative energies. People throw old items such as clothes, newspapers, and other materials into bonfires along with those devil effigies. It's a symbolic act of purification and renewal as the year comes to an end and you know what I was going to say? Maybe it seems a little strange, but I think every country, every community, generally speaking, has some representation of evil, of the devil, of something along those lines. I, 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 my guess would be every single one of them. I think that's a universal thing, but I guess you don't want to paint an absolute. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And maybe not specifically the devil, but evil itself. Right. Yes. Yeah, good and bad. Mm-hmm but it is deeply rooted in Argentine folklore. Now, number two, Ryan, guacho. Guacho. G-U-A-C-H-O? G-A-U-C-H-O. Okay, guacho, I like it. What is it? cowboy culture. Cowboys, huge down there. I think I've seen some of this. Guacho. Argentina has a rich and long cowboy culture due, due to their agricultural heritage. Uh, cattle ranches known as estancias. Now, is this an American cowboy, or did they have cowboys before we were cowboying? Like, when I think of cowboy, I think of the Wild West. I think of, naturally, Will Smith. Uh, oh, yeah. Is- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that no, I think of, um, what's his name, John Wayne. Yeah. Is it that kind of cowboy? Or yeah, is it's, it a- it's cattle ranchers. They they're, they have the, the oh, what do they call those things on the back of your boots? Spurs. Spurs, that, that jangle. Yeah, so it is, yes, they have the spurs that jingle jangle on the back of your boot sure. as you walk. Sure. And yeah, a lot of um, a lot of horse culture, a lot of cowboy riding culture. It's very, very interesting. That's awesome, man. Yeah, very interesting. And finally, third, or excuse me, third, there's four. Guacho. Iguazu Falls. Forgive me, Argentina, if I butchered that. Uh, I apologize. It. You're doing good. A truly beautiful, natural wonder of the world located on the border of Argentina and Brazil. It is a system of 275 individual waterfalls. Wow. It is a mesmerizing sight of cascading water. That is something that I would love to see. That is, there's a couple of, what, Angel Falls, I think is in Africa. Uh, there's that one. Well, in in Venezuela the, as well, there's a very famous waterfall. Yeah, you have the Devil's Falls, which is definitely in Africa. That's Perhaps that's what I'm thinking of. Angels, Devils, same deal. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> sure, kind of. He'll tell you. 
yeah, that is absolutely something that I would love to see, and it is a natural wonder of the world. So 275 waterfalls. Individual waterfalls. How, how does that How does that work? Well, if you it's... look, you have a waterfall here, and then right next to it, you have another wow. waterfall, and then above that, you have another waterfall, yeah. and it's just across the yeah, landscape. That's one big waterfall. I mean, come on, what are we doing? <laughs> so then how many waterfalls is Niagara Falls? Are you poo-pooing yeah. waterfalls? I mean, that's a wonder of the world. Are we just running out of shit? Man, you just, just so kidding. quickly went from I need to see this too. What is this? This is bullshit. Ah, it's trash. I mean, this is a little drip in the in the mountain. Uh, I get it, Argentina. What's that? Want me to visit you alone? <laughs> I got it. I got it. I'll be there soon. I'll go back to New Orleans. And finally, Ryan, soccer, heard or as it. they say, football. I've heard of that. Yep. They're good at it, I, I guess. Sure, they you know? are. Yeah, yeah big, you know. big deal down there. Yeah, whatever. You know, yeah. they got they got they got Messi and Maradona, and you know. Hey, have, that Ryan. They don't have Messi anymore, baby. <laughs> no, it's true. Coming to Miami. We're getting him in his prime at 37. Yeah, well. Or 36, whatever it is. We're getting your, your runoffs, Argentina. And we're happy to have him. Argentina, welcome to the Menendez family. Genuinely. Forgive me for talking shit about your... I was talking about the ones on the Brazil side. I love yours. Uh, I Truly, I would love to go see that. There are a handful of things... Um, you know, that bamboo forest in Japan or maybe, man, I'm bad at this. I'm going to stop saying mm-hmm. stuff, but that, that just don't add awesome. locations. Just say the, the places yeah, you want to be before somewhere a- anywhere there. there is. I will, I will go there. <laughs> yep. Great job in, in Argentina. Welcome. Sorry about bringing up that Nazi thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's only mm-hmm. going to get worse because Tyler, it is time for, but did you die? Uh. Yeah. Welcome to the game, did you die? Tyler, welcome back, my only contestant that I've ever had. Don't think you've ever won, and if you have, I've forgotten about it. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you remember how this game works? I do not, remind me. Ostensibly two truths and a lie. Gotcha. It it started off as me giving you facts about death, Mm -hmm. but it is uh, over the last, I believe this is the second time in a row, I've done it about serial killers specifically, which and we are big fans of here. I don't like big fans. the way that you're phrasing that. Big fans. We're big fans. Yeah. And uh, the idea is that we've always found this information to be really interesting because we don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three quote unquote facts about serial killers. You tell me which one isn't true. And I'll tell you at the end if you're right or not. Okay. You're right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Question number one. In the John Wayne Gacy case, there were so many bodies crammed underneath the house that the bodies melted together and the bones had to be sorted for more than two years to put together the full skeletons. Now, again, don't tell us whether you think that's right or wrong. Just give me a little feedback. Well, I do. That it was such an interesting case because, as you said, it's just something that I cannot even conceive of in my own mind. Gay sex? No, no, no. That that's that's actually pretty easy to do. <laughs> that's locked that's in. pretty easy. Uh, no, but just the idea that you know what it is. It's the disassociation of living this you know quote unquote normal life. You have a wife. You're a pillar of the community. You do. You're, you're a clown at at kids' parties and just below, a couple feet from your from your body, stinking up the whole neighborhood. Stinking up the neighborhood yeah. uh, is 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 the, the remains of of countless. Well, I guess they counted them. Sure, uh, children's. Skeletons. 100%. It's it's a Young very adults. strange thing. And I think really the warning here is be scared of anybody who is 
involved in local government. <laughs> HOAs, any of that stuff, that is a highly disturbed person. Number uh, two. Aside from the killing, Ted Bundy was such a self-serving, pompous piece of shit that he actually made people fill out an application to write him in prison. Oh, wow. Uh, that one, that one, I don't know one way or the other. I would believe it because A, he definitely was a fucking narcissist. I yep. mean, the narcissist of narcissists. Sure. And you got to be a narcissist to be a serial killer. Is that? No, nah, I'm, I'm, that's too broad of a brush. Um, can we say that all narcissists are serial killers? Yes. I'm willing to die on that hill. Sure. When I'm killed by a narcissist. That's, Tyler, you are dead. <laughs> oh, you just outed yourself, you serial killer. <laughs> uh, that one I can understand only because, and for some weird fucking reason, when serial killers go to jail, they get so much fan mail. They get, uh, the men get women wanting to marry them. Yeah. And it's like, dude, he would cut your head off and then fuck the hole. What are you expecting out of this? It is the ultimate of daddy issues, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, there is so much to be explored on the women and men, I'm sure, mm -hmm. who love killers and criminals. And, you know, I just listened to a podcast on the Ken and Barbie killers. Uh, the what? Uh, Ken and Barbie killers. Homolka. Uh, uh, anyway, nonetheless. Uh, I, I don't know that one. And, and she was sexually attracted to somebody who was who committed violent crime. Yeah. It's a whole deal. Yeah, and yeah. number three. Robert Hansen was a Alaskan native who would kidnap women, turn them loose, and then hunt them down like animals for sport. Is he crazy? The human is the most dangerous game. You never hunt, man. Damn. Um, man. Have and, you ever heard of this? And the, Robert Hansen? I, I, I heard something like a long time ago about it. Um, man, the Alaskan wilderness. Big old pile of nothing would just snow around you. God, I hope he gave him at least like warm clothes or something. I believe that that is the source material for the John Leguizamo vehicle, The Pest. I could be wrong about that, though. Mm, uh, weirdest week interview we've ever done. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? I loved that movie when I was a kid. I went back watching it as an adult. I'm like, this is terrible. Really, really <laughs> terrible. Really terrible. His name is Cocktail, <laughs> named after my two favorite body parts. And Tyler, so number one, John Wayne Gacy skeletons two years to put them together. Uh -huh. Number two, Ted Bundy making people fill out applications to write him. And number three, Robert Hansen, human hunter. Well, uh, number one, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm 99.9% .9 sure that is true. Uh, that one, it he would... Uh, cover the bodies in lime, if I remember correctly. Yep. And he had them all- we gotta stop selling lime, right? <laughs> Dude, or at least investigate people who buy it. Sure. Uh, Sprite. Sorry. <laughs> he would, and he would just throw these bodies in the, uh, what, what are they called? The crawl space, crawl space yeah. under his, which is just a terrifying term, the crawl space. We definitely, Terrible. Oh, how about hidey hole? Has anybody <laughs> ever considered that? <laughs> and and he, he ran out of space, so he started burying them down at the river. Sir, you've got a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did they not have, you know, storage spaces back just, then? Get, go get one of those uh, rent -a space. Have you ever heard of crossword puzzles? <laughs> They're fun for the whole family. Oh, here you are trying to give him a distraction yeah. from killing. Yeah. Here I am trying to give yeah. him a new idea. You're a problem I'm... solver. I, I dig that. Uh, yeah, that one, he, he had all the bodies just piled on top of each other. So that one I'm almost positive is true. Uh, the Ted Bundy one, number two, I've never heard before. The only reason why I would be willing to believe it 
is because I can only fathom the amount of letters he would get. Sure. Although, how's he sending out those applications? He's the king of all serial killers. Uh, he, I think he's the most well-known by far. Yeah. Even though he doesn't have the highest body count, not even close. Yeah, well, the thing with him is that he just was seemingly the most normal. He doesn't have one of those crazy origin stories sure. like Charles Manson being forced to eat poop. That's true. Yeah. And it's the, the, the gruesome nature of the crimes themselves. And why, how did this happen? Yeah. Yep. And then and then the third one I have heard before, and that one comparative to all the others, all the other serial killers, that one's just the most believable. You know, that one's not even some crazy shit. I, I mean, it is crazy, but just in terms of like uh, carrying it out and all that kind of thing. I can't even imagine the wild shit that, get, that people get into in Alaska. 100%. Um, so I'm going to go with... Number two, Ted Bundy uh, making people fill out applications to write to him is not true. That is the lie. Did you say number two? Number two. Tyler. Woo! You did it! Yeah! <laughs> Tyler, number two is wrong. It was... BTK. Oh, oh, what a piece of garbage Dennis that guy was. Dennis Rader. Real just, I mean, listen, again, we don't like serial killers, but they're very often, you got Jeffrey Dahmer, you have these people who are, where you understand it. Not not that you understand it, but you're like, okay, I, I see how this got got here. Mm. Uh, Dennis Rader, BTK, bind, torture, kill. Real shit face, real asshole, dog catcher, got caught because he asked the police, hey, if I send you in a floppy disk, you can't trace it back to me. And they're like, no, you're good. They could. They got him. And for such uh, a brilliant person, what a dumb ass move. He's a, he's a schmuck. Uh, and that's the thing. Within the general uh, um, um, field of serial killers, all bad, obviously, yep. and as unlikable as they all are as a group, BTK is somehow a serial killer and also just an unlikable person. Well, if you've ever been a dog catcher, you're less likable than most serial killers. True, but yeah. he was also just a dick. 100%. He was just a dick. You can Agreed. be a likable serial killer. He just had to be a dick. Sure. Somebody's, yeah. somebody's going to play that sound clip later and be like, what did you mean by this? Have fun with it. <laughs> you know, the happy face killer. At least he was like cool about it. Tyler, that's a great job. Let's take a break. You give me your instructions on being a fun serial killer mm -hmm. and we'll come right back with the police. Those guys. All right, Tyler. I'm just going to throw this at you as we, we go for a little break. I know more about physics than Isaac Newton ever did. You hate. Uh, I'm going to say, no, you don't. Of course I do. No, you don't. He didn't even know what a freaking atom was, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. I went to school with an atom. What's an atom? Uh, an atom is just the, it's, uh, you know, like, <laughs> I don't have to prove myself to you. That's a weird, surprising news. Weird example to go to. That's not, that's not how conversations work. It's not a test. This isn't tests, my Haitian. This is a conversation. You're being a dick. Those guys you And Red Circle. Red circle, Tyler. That was a nice little break that we just that took. Was nice little, and what are the police doing here? <laughs> oh, by the way, Tyler, if you well, let's go ahead and finish this up. And they just want to ask you a couple questions. You know, they're happy stuff. face killer. I bring smiles to people's faces when I carve it into them. <laughs> Do you know how I got these guys? <laughs> Speaking of killings, Tyler, I teased at the very beginning. What? Do you know what song in karaoke is most likely to get you killed in the Philippines? 
You know, oh. you know, you know, in the Philippines, in all of this stuff. Uh, it, I shouldn't say in all this stuff. It is a culture. Karaoke is a cultural phenomenon in some of these um, Asian countries, right? Absolutely, as big as it is here, because people love karaoke. Yeah, but it's not. It's not like culturally significant. The Nothing way compared yeah. to over there. Nothing. Well, and do you know what I'm asking you a question? I'm sure you don't have the answer to. We, we can we can review. That's an interesting we can review. How did karaoke become a national pastime in some of these countries? Yeah, it's kind of like in New Orleans. Why are there all these balconies? Why does every single building have a balcony on it? I thought it was from flooding, but I could not I could not figure what? that out. I thought, you know, you're underwater. Let's throw some balconies up. Does that not make sense? <laughs> it does in a weird way, sure. Yeah. Why not? All right, so when I said, do you know which song is most likely to get you killed, a look of of knowing flashed across your face. I was going to ask you, do you want me to play this game? No, no, no. No, okay. no, no game here. We're just having a convo. Uh, my way, I believe it is. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. I just heard them talking about this on Lebitard show. Mm -hmm. It struck up some interest in me, and... Critics claim that the song by Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. That would get you killed in Asia. Whoa, shit. <laughs> That's a ninja in here. And Whoa, just because they're Asian doesn't mean they're ninjas. But just because they're Asian doesn't mean they're not ninjas. You got me there. Aren't ninjas from Asia? They, uh, they are. I believe they're Japanese. All right. And uh, in the Philippines, when you sing this song, by Sinatra, you can get killed. Do you know why that is? I think it's just such a big song over there. It is held in such high regard that if you do if you do sing it and you do it poorly, it, it, it's taken oh, like the way people view sports here, the way people sure. view football elsewhere. I'm a it, Jets fan. Fuck you. Exactly. Yeah. If you do it, I really it's, mean that. It's almost way. like it's almost like an insult to yeah. like me. Like you're insulting me. Also, Frank Sinatra. Somewhat of a totem to masculinity in in a certain way. The there, song, there, there was a time, absolutely. No, still, I, listen, mm. I, I'm a huge Frank Sinatra fan, not just because of his music, which is incredible in its own special kind of thing like Bob Marley, also just his vibe, bro. He sure. wasn't the biggest, strongest guy, but you knew. You don't fuck with Frank Sinatra. It was just, uh, I believe the word is cool. Super cool. He was cool. It was all blue eyes. A word that we don't really adhere to here because we're not cool. No. But, but, but he was like the epitome of just cool. I think it's pronounced epitome. Uh, not unlike James Dean. I think there was a certain time where it's almost like cool was being invented back then. Yeah. And, uh, Cary Grant. And you're just that. Well, it was the, it was the acme. It was the pinnacle sure. of cool. And man, have we just been on a downward slide since why is acme considered to be the best of things? I don't understand that. I saw the way that that company treated Wiley coyote. And I thought this is shit. Now, uh, some were killed for singing it out of tune. That was an aside. <laughs> no, I just wanted to respond. So, and I, I literally had nothing. <laughs> You know, I'm right. How many times has this guy got to run into the side of a fucking mountain before there's got to be some sort of a callback on the, on this, all, all of these things. Did they just have a monopoly on, on doomsday weapons? Could he not have ordered from like Amazon or something? You don't want to go to the off brand of murder. Weapons. He was too loyal to that company. Some people were killed for singing my way out of tune. Others were killed for hogging the microphone and quite a few were killed for singing the song on repeat. For hours on end. Oh, well, that would drive anybody insane. I would go with it, man. No, but now, I mean, no. That's... I have here, Tyler, just very quickly, a couple of instances of karaoke turning deadly that I just want to list off and okay. we will move on. I okay? love it. Please. March 2008, a man was in, arrested in Thailand for shooting eight people to death, including his brother-in-law, in a dispute stemming from 
repeated renditions of Take Me Home, Country Roads. Mm. So we got to move that one up the chart, too. Gotcha. In December 2008, a man in a Malaysian coffee shop hogged the karaoke microphone so long he was stabbed to death by other patrons. Patrons, Patrons, meaning it wasn't sure. just one crazy guy. Sure, it was like a Julius Caesar situation. Well, wouldn't you, What I mean, not to like, you know, put the blame elsewhere, but I'm going to put the blame elsewhere. Wouldn't you stab the DJ? It's kind of like his responsibility. He's the one giving the, the microphone and the songs I don't songs know how people. that works. Yeah, yeah. I guess we got to. You, you got to go to the source, not e- the symptom. Equal opportunity stabbings, I think, is what Tyler is calling for. You and know what? Stab everybody. <laughs> you know, I'll just stab myself. It just seems fair. And I'll get this party started. Finally, in March 2022, American actor Ezra Miller was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct and harassment after getting into altercations with attendees involving somebody who had not stopped singing karaoke. Mm. That guy... Not doing okay. Nah, nah. sure. I, I'm I'm sad to see that the movie The Flash bombed because he's my second favorite superhero. Really? But oh yeah. But I'm glad to see that it bombed because that guy, pos. You saying that The Flash is your second favorite uh, superhero is not unlike mom telling me when she was growing up what she was most afraid of was the mummy, and I'm like, really? First of all, it was the Wolfman. Second of all. There's nothing wrong with the Flash. I think it was the Mummy. I mean, just a very self-serving weekend <laughs> review. <laughs> we'll, we'll do this one off air to spare you guys. Um, yeah, it's. I, I don't want to root against him, but it's hard to root for him. I root against his atrocious behavior, ways of doing yeah. stuff. I wish he was better. I wish he would heal and not be a blight on society. But I also wish that the people up on the upper echelon of these movie companies would stop fucking giving him roles. There is a real, much like I said at the beginning of this, we were in the murder museum and there are all these killers and all that stuff who seem to have extreme artistic inclinations. There seems to be some sort of marriage of Figaro there of the idea of being really, really talented, really, really creative and really off your fucking rocker. Well, art is an outlet. And and the more fucked up you are, the more of an outlet you need. If only Jack Kevorkian had gotten into painting a little bit more, maybe we could have spared those 90-year-old retirees. And that is the My Way Killings. And and just for anybody who might be confused by that statement, because I wouldn't have gotten it uh, unless we went to that murder museum in New Orleans, Dr. Kevorkian, who was known for helping people die. Assisted suicide. Um, he was a bit of an artist. He, he painted uh, different paintings, which they had uh, copies of there in the museum. Super scary. It, oh, very Super scary. dark. Yeah. Really yeah. gave you, it was like if Salvador Dali was a murderer. Yeah. But also very talented. I mean, his his actual, the actual paintings were very well done. Well, and I believe art is to give, uh, get an emotional reaction out of you, and boy, did those paintings yes. do just that. Yes, it made me sleep with the lights on. Mm-hmm. Let's weekend review my pussydom. <laughs> what? That's a word. I guarantee it. Pussydom? Tyler, last week we discussed what the hell is a porthole. Did I say the right thing? Affirmative. It is a small exterior window in a ship or aircraft, usually circular, and historically it was an opening for firing a cannon through. Oh, that's really interesting. Yes, I agree. Better times. I was I was just about to say, let's bring that back. Or, or what about those little tiny windows for archers? Those things are, fu- you know, the, yeah. the narrow ones so you could shoot out, but they can't shoot back. Just, man. Cru- cruise ship to cruise ship warfare, I think we need. 
<laughs> oh, dude, something to finally lure me back onto a cruise ship. I get to take out the princess of the seas or whatever. That's right. And we're feeding the wildlife and we are creating new coral reefs for said wildlife. Love it. Ryan. Yo. On July 1st, we celebrated Bobby Bonilla Day. Oh, yes. Is this interesting? Affirmative. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, genius on his part. July 1st is Bobby Bonilla Day, which is an old uh, or a retired Mets baseball player. Right. Very famous. Very good. Mm -hmm. And on July 1st, 2011, he his contract was bought out by the Mets, meaning he was let go. And due to certain contract negotiations, he is being paid for the next 25 years starting then $1.2 million dollars every July 1st. So ostensibly, instead of taking the lump sum, he chose the annuity. Which is genius. Brilliant, yep. Genius. But speaking of which, that's another weekend review. Did you look that one up? What? On uh, lump sum versus annuity. Oh, I did not. I hope I'm saying that right. Mm -hmm. Okay, I did. Perfect. Go on. So keep telling me about Bonilla. No, that's it. That's it. He, he as, as you just said, you, you, uh, you said the most important part, instead of taking all of his money um, up front... He is actually getting a lot more money in the long run. The only thing is, is he has to wait year after year, which, bro, if I know I got 1.2 million coming in on every July 1st, that feels pretty good. Drinks on me, baby. Pretty good. So Bonilla is now 60 years old. He will, does that work out the math? So if he's 60 years old now, mm -hmm. was he playing when he was 45? That sounds about right. Baseball players can yeah, play, right. play a you're long right. time. So if my math is correct, that means he will be 72 years old when the payments end. Genius. Bobby Bonilla, we salute you. Genius. Tyler, I looked up how big is a pile. Is that a thing? Nope. There is no, there is no grand measurement for how big a pile is. You get to decide. <laughs> It's about yay big. And I think we should do the same thing with pounds. You you get to decide what a pound is. Ryan, last week, we discussed the uh, billionaire from the submarine company, Ocean uh, OceanGate. Right. And the quote that he had- Wait about, a minute. The submarine was not called OceanGate. No, the company was called OceanGate. Is that true? That's true. Yeah, it's OceanGate, Inc. You can, wait a minute. That is- Poetically perfect. I'm sorry yeah. that I'm just finding this out that, right that, now. That's okay. That is poetically perfect, mm -hmm. OceanGate. Mm-hmm. They should have called it Watergate. I believe that was taken. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, did I look up the uh, the quote of, of him skirting regulations? Of course you did. Otherwise, why would you bring it up? Affirmative. Well, first, his entire idea was to start taking the submersible down and eventually bring it to the point where he could extract rich material from the ocean floor, which is, uh, you know, an interesting an interesting thought. There is some science behind this. It wasn't just for, you know billionaires wanting to have fun for the weekend. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, he is quoted as saying, we will have a base underwater because when the sun extinguishes and talk about thinking ahead, because that's not going to happen for a few billion years. Simpsons did it. When the sun extinguishes, there will still be hydrothermal vents and there will still be those life forms down there living off of chemosynthesis that don't need the sun. If we are still around in 4 billion years and we are still on this planet, we have done something wrong. Now, he went on to say the carbon fiber and titanium, there's a rule that you don't do that, meaning what the sub is made out of. Well, I did. It's, it's picking the rules that you break that are the ones that will add value to others and add value to society. And that really, to me, is about innovation. 
the arrogance of this man, who's, by the way, whose name is Stockton Rush. Is that not the most generic billionaire name you've ever heard in your life? That's like the creative player in <laughs> the, the billionaire video game. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it, This guy really uh, lauded his ability to break rules Listen, and, and the way that it would add value. Sometimes quotes don't age well, Tyler. Sometimes. Now, now normally they're not a week old. I, I will give you that. Normally it's not where somebody has been pulled apart atom by atom, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's, that's really once something like that has happened where the submarine has exploded inside out. That's not the quote that you want floating around out mm -hmm. there. No pun intended. Mm hmm. Tyler, <laughs> we're sorry to everybody who died in Watergate and Tyler, Ocean Gate. We uh, we that's crazy. That is crazy yeah. that I'm just finding this yeah. out now. Yeah, because you know what I want to keep a big tidal wave of water out a gate. Sure. <laughs> Did you lock the gate, Tyler? Last week we discussed it when it comes to choosing a lump sum or the annuity payments. What do people choose more? Mm. We guessed it was the lump sum. Yes. Were we right? Affirmative. Yeah, we that, were, that make, Tyler. That makes sense. I, see, that is shocking to me. Really? Because of what you just said. Why, if you're making $60,000 a year and somebody says, I'll give you $7 million a year for the rest of your life, how could that not be good enough? Because the other alternative is I will give you $250 million. I don't need $250 million. <laughs> Most people don't think like that. I've got drug problems now. <laughs> it's my cocaine and I need it now. You don't need it, but I understand your want oh, for it. I want it though. Uh, over 90% of winners take the immediate lump sum. 90%. Yeah. And that's typically a big mistake, says... Stottleman, who I, I I don't have any context of who that person is. Yeah, I mean, I've seen financial advisors say, if you ever win the lotto, take the the annual payments. Do not take the lump sum. Now, now this is where I, I use my, my information to feel better than the rest of society. That seems like the most obvious thing in the whole entire world, mm. right? Obviously not. 90% of the people are doing the opposite. Sure. Well, smarter than you, 90%. Mm. And that's it for me. Okay, well, Ryan, last week... We discussed the idea of psychedelics and uh, when they were made illegal. Was I right? Nope. I got it just off. I said that they were banned around the 60s. They were actually banned uh, in the early 60s. LSD was made illegal in 1968 and, and psilocybin was followed up in 1970 being made. You're kind of right. Uh, I was close, but not, not quite. Uh, I thought they banned it during the hippie uh, era, which is the late 50s into the early and mid 60s. These were banned a little bit after that, and they were both classified as a uh, Schedule One controlled substance, meaning it has no accepted medical use, which we know that's bullshit. Just and, like weed. And a high potential for abuse. So basically, when they made it illegal, they're saying, oh, yeah, it's the same as heroin. Fuck you, which guys. Which is also not, you know, I mean, you may have some sort of a psychosomatic connection to LSD, but nobody is like fiending for yeah. LSD. You yep. do it because it's awesome. Yeah, there is a... I mean, available, whatever. <laughs> there is a uh, mental addiction to something where it's just like, man, I like this so much. I really want to do it again. And then there's the physical addiction, which is your body saying, if we don't get this now, we're going to die. I have bees in my teeth. Give me some meth. And... And my, you should floss. <laughs> and my final two, just very, very simple. We said, what is a nanosecond? 
That is a billionth of a second. I thought it was a second given to you by your grandmother. I'm sorry. I won't say another word. I, I apologize. It's a billionth of a second? A billionth of a second. How do you time that? Uh, okay. Go on. That. And finally, who invented the cloud? That would, that would be Apple, Ryan. Apple invented the cloud in 2011, bringing terror and destruction to all of our lives. And showing you all of the celebrities' tatas, that's also, as I believe scientists call them. That's also true. I was going to sure. make a joke of congratulations of doing something good, Apple. But no, I no. won't even make that joke. Really fucked up. Although yep. Apple didn't actually do that. It was whoever the b- bastard was. That they did not those. do that. Yeah. Well, that, that's happened. What we're talking about is the, the leaking of people, you know, having their private photos yeah, what hacked. Did they, what did they call that? It was... Uh, the Fappening. Was, the Fappening. Thank sure. you. Sure. Which <laughs> is a pretty clever way to brand something sure. that was terrible. And I will throw myself out there. I will I will plead for forgiveness from our celebrities because I went and looked. It's hard not to. I went and looked. I, I added to the the uh, the devastation. Every now and then I go back there to check to see if I still find it to be disgusting, and I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's a real, you know, it's kind of like the, the leaked porn on the internet. It's a terrible thing, and it's also replete. It's right there in your face when you're trying to look at normal porn. For, for sure. It's, it's I, porn. I want to do something that excites me while disassociating from the fact that this is truly, terrible. truly horrific to the person that it's being done to and when you're looking at it those thoughts aren't going through your mind one assumes but you're you're 100 right i'm not of course it's not going through my mind i'm jerking off yeah that would be a real weird kink great job tyler thank you thank you You did a great job tyler we uh we we put it together we had a lot going on sorry that we missed you last week we missed you we're uh, we were in new orleans bitch yeah just just you know getting flipped off by a Countless unhoused people. Yeah. Uh, and we're back, baby. And Tyler, I'm happy to be here doing it with you. Great job. Agreed. Tell them how they can reach out and tell us that we're off about New Orleans. Uh, I think we do moral of the story first. Nope. You tell them about those guys you hit.com. We say, oh, look reach at me out getting and backwards. That's okay, dude. You're doing you're great. You're, you're a little rusty like the trombone that I have. Uh, go to, I mean, again, no idea what to do with that. Those guys you hate.com. See, a rusty trombone is when it. somebody blows. No, you don't blow. Don't, it, like like a blow job. Don't blow. You'll kill no, somebody. I was like saying that. when somebody blows you and then they put your, their finger in your butt. No. It's when they put their mouth on your butt and then oh, use their hand. Backwards. Tyler, what is going on with you, man? Boy, just, we're having a real crash course after the show today. I'm out of tune. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to fix that in the crash course. Uh, go to thoseguysyouhate.com. And sex. We have we have all the available, all the episodes, all the all, everything available sure. to you. Uh, we have all the buttons available in terms of where you can subscribe to our show. We ask that you go and do that on all of them. We need commitment from you guys. Be gentle with us. We need your souls. We need your lives. We'll get your social security numbers later. Sure. Um, but please support us. We love you. Uh, and thank you. Thank you for being here with us. Tyler, what is the moral of the story other than you don't know what a rusty trombone is? I feel like that should be the moral of the story. But my moral of the story is it's time to broaden our horizons uh, societal-wise and the way we think about things. Uh, just because we have these beliefs and these these cemented ideals from uh, days of yore, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't go back and and look at them and reevaluate. Much like I say all the time, these absolutes that we have in our lives in a, in a 
on a personal level, Baked in. we should be looking at those and questioning those. We should also be doing that on a societal level as well. Well, I think that all comes down to us doing it individually, doesn't it? For and, sure. And things that you hold nearest and dearest to your heart, those are often the things that need to be explored the most and are explored the least. Yep. So I guess this long drawn out moral of the story is bring LSD back to the people. Is it gone? Where did I, I make got, it legalized? I got it. Well, I think we're on our way. Aren't yeah. We? Hell yeah. Maybe not LSD. I, 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 I'm not saying that it shouldn't be. I'm just saying uh, mushrooms. Like, I feel like that's right there. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's right. It's right behind uh, uh, marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Ryan, what's the moral of the story? Screw you. Elon Musk. Hmm. Not for all of the evil things that you seem to be doing. Okay. But because you're making people root for Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Right? And I know I'm doing a little joke here, but it's like literally the Kinda lesser true. of two evil empires. And man, we're in just a real, you know, gangbang of terror. Is that a, is that a, is that a genre? It's pretty accurate. Sure. And, and we're just in a, in a talk about readjusting your societal norms and what we expect from our, our societies. And mm-hmm. we are in a tough place. Hopefully we can pull it together one podcast at a time. Where are those guys you hate? Be kind or we'll kill you. Okay, and red circle. <gasps> Ooh, excuse me, chunky. Got to get that out of the way. You a little, you a little. Uh, I've been clearing my throat for a long time, man. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. I'm just getting over my my thing, whatever it was. I don't know what. And I noticed when we were on that trip, Mike was clearing his throat. Uh, so blame him. No, no, no. I, I'm saying, and now you got that. I'm wondering if there's something going on. Is this how gonorrhea works? Uh, I don't think that's how gonorrhea works. I could be wrong. Um, what were you telling me about the actor strike, uh, writer strike? It is the first time since 1960 that both actors and writers have both in unison gone on strike together. So it's been 80, over 80 years since the last time this happened. And it's basically just because the people at the top of business in almost any field are corrupt and just want everything for themselves. Exactly. There's actually a story that just came out literally within the last 48 hours that talks about uh, there is a new plan in place with through AI where they want to pay background actors a $200 fee to scan them, use their likeness in future movies and never pay them again. Not even get residuals or anything. Just here's two hundred dollars. Now we can use your name and uh, uh, your name, your face, and your voice till the end of time. Now most of this in uh, takes place in California, right? A lot of it in California. Okay. Yes. Now two hundred dollars in California. Mm-hmm. We'll get, what is that like? Six months rent or? Uh, I mean, it'll uh, keep you going for like a year, but then after that. <laughs> You're really going to have to buckle down. Where's my ramen? Yeah, it's a... Who took my ramen? uh, You you see the greed in all different corporations, but this is some next level shit. What's going on, man? We need Weinstein back. 
We're rooting for you, pal. Could no, we're not. Could you elaborate on what that? What about please? his brother? Was was his brother uh, a plant fucker too? Uh, I don't know if he was fucking plants, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about his brother. Use my palm. Um, that's crazy, I, people. I think I, I think it's been we've tallied up the votes. Did you just break something? Uh, I just unplugged my my monitor, so I think we're okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Was, your whole screen went dark. I was like, oh yeah. shit. No, we're all right. Um, people. Corrupt? Baseline? Yes. People want what's best for only them? Well, when our entire society is built upon this idea of always go for more, fuck everybody else, it's just business. Always be closing. Get more, get more, get more. This is the uh, this is where we're at. This is where, we're, uh, where we've been heading it, for a long time. And I guess this is those guys you hate, cannon fodder, that we just keep going over. It's just the world keeps offering us so many examples. You know what I mean? But the idea that, so this is like the addictive, uh, you know, if you are, if you've ever been in a family or in a relationship with somebody with a drug addiction, there are repercussions. There's money that goes missing. Somebody mm -hmm. sells your Nintendo 64, yep. uh, you know, stuff like that. This is like a societal version of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. I mean, to a certain degree, the only problem is, is what you're describing with that metaphor is, um, it, that is illegal. What these guys are doing is totally illegal. And oh, that's because they make the, the laws. That's the problem. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is we're addicted to shit. You're addicted to shit. Sure. Sure. My, my secret mm. addiction. Mm. It was either that or eating cat hair. So I, I chose the shit. <laughs> we saw my strange addiction in while we were in New Orleans about a woman who just kept eating cat hair and coffee enemas, which I thought looked delightful. I will take the coffee enema over sure. the cat hair. What, now, what, what about cat hair enemas? I don't know how to get this back out of me. Um, so, yeah, we're just in a troubling time. And, and we're in the darkest timeline, and it seems to just be getting worse. Well, it, it's and that's the thing. It's since the 80s, this has been careening towards this cliff for, for decades now, and we have finally seemingly arrived at the cliff. Yeah, we're at the we're at the point of confrontation where you just can't ignore it anymore. No, no, yeah. you can't. And people have been screaming, and now, you know, neutrals like myself are, like, hear it, and we're like, Oh yeah, we now I kind of see what you guys are talking about. This is bad. Yeah. Well, and and I was just having a conversation with somebody who is not from this country, and they're like, I I see America as such a uh, nirvana of what my my country aspired to, and all those things. And my issue is, and they they have real problem with me in in my views on America. Once again, I am a patriotic person. I love America. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else, but it's hard not to notice the issues. And I know it's not just an America thing. It's a worldwide thing, mm -hmm. but also that we're, we're, we're crumbling here. But, but some places more than others. And I would say America is at the very top of that list. And in my biggest issue is, and then we'll move on. My biggest issue is I don't look at America for what it has to offer me, which is great things. Mm -hmm. It's what I thought America stood for. I thought it's what America was aspiring to. And as an adult, if you would consider me that. I'm finding out that a lot of that just isn't true. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think we've been riding the coattails of those who have become before us in terms of what this country stood for. Yep. And we've been shouting it for decades now, and it's just been hollow. Uh, Cold War, thanks a lot.
right? I, Specific. I, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Why the Cold War? I just feel like that's really when we started splitting off, or or maybe even let's go back a little further. Operation Paperclip, where we were bringing over those Nazis, MK Ultra, where we were the the valiant white knight of the world, and and maybe I'm imagining that. Mm. And all of a sudden, we decided, not nah, fuck that. We want ours too. Yeah, yeah. And there's been something about like World War Two. It was like we're gonna go, we're gonna go stop the Nazis and everything. Dude, America did not want any part of that war. We were forced into it finally when they fucking bombed Pearl Harbor. But we were, we knew what they were doing. Yeah. We knew the atrocities that the Nazis were doing. We're like, now nah, we're good. Let's let's leave it because we might have to do business with them one day. So and, let's just go ahead and uh, we'll 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 turn the blind eye to that. And certain entities still did business. Yeah. You fucking Switzerland neutral my ass. You were taking gold bars from those assholes. Really? Oh, I bet you right now there is not a single doubt in my mind that if you were to go into a vault, I don't know where they keep them in Switzerland, <laughs> Swiss bank, they still have bars melted hmm. down from the gold teeth of Nazi prisoners that they put through concentration camps. I've seen this in X-Men first class. I know how this whole thing goes. Speaking of things that cannot be ignored, mm. that dog is in the backyard again. Tyler, I don't want to talk about that specific dog that never stops barking. I want to talk about the metaphorical dog that we're all familiar with. The people who have the bad dog mm -hmm. and they put that bad dog that just won't. Wait, what's the deal with dogs that don't stop barking? Is that some sort of a nervous response? Is it like a, a human being who, who's frayed at the ends? What's the deal? What's the psychology between behind the dog that won't stop barking? Well, I don't speak dog and I'm not a, I'm not an animal psychologist, okay. but my guess is, what he's is just, the point of this podcast? He's then? just in the backyard. Just, Hey, Hey, where'd you guys go? <laughs> where'd you go? Come but, back. But I feel bad for the family that has the barking dog. I do. But also I feel bad for their neighbors. That's your problem. Like that's your problem. Well, not really. It's everybody else's Either problem. Either kill the dog or don't. Don't make it my job to kill the dog. I vote for kill the dog. Yeah, it's and, and it's just, it's a psychological degradation on the whole neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And what do we do? I mean, is there anything to say about this other than what the fuck? Uh, and kill the dog now. I think we've pretty much covered our bases. And I think everybody has had an experience like this. Most people, at least. But my question is, again, I'm not talking about the one specific dog in our neighborhood that the people put out back that won't stop barking. What's the deal with the family that keeps the barking dog? Uh, I don't know. I mean, just uh, a a separation from the consequences of what it is they're doing. They don't want to get rid of the dog, but at the kids same, and stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I would guess. I get that. You know, and I, they're obviously, I'm assuming, putting the dog in the back when they're not home. So they don't got to fucking deal with the barking. The barking isn't their problem. I assume the barking goes on even when they are home. I could be wrong about that. Well, hopefully they're suffering with yeah. the rest of Good. us. And also, Tyler, I, I swear I'm not doing this. Remember when I did, there there have been many occurrences on the show where I just keep bringing something up. You know, I, I won't list them because the, most of them are super awkward and I'd like to forget about them. Take too long. But the greeter and I at my gym, remember, we got into a... Uh, a, a, a tiff. A kerfuffle mm -hmm. of sorts. Mm -hmm. Buddies now. We're buddies now. We're exchanging pleasantries. It really has turned into a nice thing. And the reason why I bring it up mm -hmm. is the genuine idea that sometimes when you confront these things, it can be a positive situation. Really. Like, honestly, we, we're doing... We're not buddies. We haven't gone out and had beers together, but it has turned into a nice situation. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing really well. He's smiling at me. Hey, how you doing? Good morning. And I do believe there is some sort of an allegory there of, hey, you know, I, I don't know what it is. Tyler, tell me what the allegory is. Uh, I would say that um, there is none. You're there. 
I would no. I was actually going to say I, I think it's I think it's better to address things directly. Although that is the more difficult route. It is. It's I, easier to just ignore. I walked you know? away from conf- and for anybody who doesn't listen to every show, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. What the hell? Get your shit together. And also, there was a greeter at my gym who's just very rude. And I just casually told him like, "Hey, for a greeter, not super nice." Mm-hmm. He didn't take it very well at the moment. But it has turned over time into something nice. And I do think that there's something there to it. It has blossomed is what you're it saying. Has. Mm-hmm. It has. It has. There's something to that story. And I don't know what it is, but there's a story there of like, hey, sometimes you can turn these things around, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I, as long as you're not disrespectful about it, you know, it's all about how you address it. If you go in and be like, well, fuck you. Yeah, that's probably not going to go. Very and that's well. what you want to do, because it's rubbing up against some sort of insecurity that I had. You know what I mean? But I do believe that conflict can sometimes turn into a decent thing. Yeah. And fuck you does feel good, but oh, it's yeah. never the best. The best. Right. It's never a good route. I flipped. I, I, I kept flipping them off in my pocket. You ever do that? You ever flick somebody off in your pocket? Oh, I thought that was a jerking off. No, uh, no, no, no. Okay, no, no, gotcha. No. That's the other pocket. Gotcha. gotcha. Let's do the show.